Happy new comic book day to you, me and the LOTLB crew, fucking with your eardrum link, and you get some. What's up to everybody? I want to welcome you guys to episode 118 as a parent with our really, really bad uh, cheesy Photoshop that you've seen on the screen. Shout out to all you that came over from Comic Time 101. Hope you had good overtime over there saying uh, splat and nipples, I believe, uh, is what the word. Uh, so let me bring on my fellow uh, Lords crew. Ryan, say what's up to the party, people. Party people in the house, what's going on? It's a Wednesday, and we're back. Let's do it. Let's do this. My man Otto from the Grotto. Say what's up to the party people. What is up to all my Autobots out there? We're back at it again. It's Wednesday night. We're here to kill it. We got good comic talk. The producer, TiVo in the house, DJ Master Flex, put out some good uh, um, production notes. I did my homework. I'm ready to go. So we're all fired up to be here tonight, so it's a great day. And back again after popular demand. Our man, Nemesis Prime. Justin, say what's up to the party, people. Good evening, people. What's up? Variant Spotlight in the house. So we got two lords and two, three men in a basement. That's it. <laughs> that math doesn't work out too well. It's like two men of three men in the basement. Yeah. Uh, what's up to everybody in the live chat? Contender, what's up? He's been tailgating in there for a minute. Comic Chief, what's cracking? Uh, brother down in San Diego. Peep out his channel if you haven't. He's brand new. He's been doing videos lately. Kratos99, unknown comics guy. Randy Sloan, Roger Heller, Stephen Spock, Ben Compton. We got some good stuff for y'all, but once again, let's pay some bills. Our show is sponsored by KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 15% off any KRS Comics exclusives. They are in the middle, full swing of con season. I believe they were just at a Hawaii. They're coming up on Emerald City Comic Con. Then they're going to be at uh, WonderCon and then San Diego. So they're going to be having a bunch of exclusives. Still waiting on the Batman Who Laughs Karis Comics exclusive for our winner, uh, Brick the Hunter. So once again, go to KarisComics.com. Go to Karis Comics exclusives. Use the discount code of LOTLB to get 15% or excuse me, 10% off any Karis Comics exclusives. You know where you get 15% off of? You get 15% off from the geeky swag shop.com. Right. Go to the sweet yeah. geeky swag shop.com. Use the discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off anything in the geeky swag shop.com. As you see right there, Otto is wearing something from the geeky swag shop.com. Right. And we can, Lord shirt. There we go. We can announce very soon that you will be able to buy a Lords of the Long Box t shirt up to 3XL, small to 3XL at the geeky swag shop.com. They're partnering with us. So we'll hopefully be able to do some giveaways. Now I don't have to go out and order these and make these myself. That's so right. So now he's going to handle all that. He's a great guy. Uh, Otto, you met him, right? What can you Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, we'll talk about it a little later, but we did have the three men in the basement comic swap. And uh, Geeky Swag Shop sh showed up. Um, he brought two fantastic um, diamond selects, Justin. Was that what that's what they were? Yeah, uh, no, the, uh, the, uh, the Diamond Galleries. 
the Diamond Gallery at Doctor Strange and um, Batman Who Laughs, and we raffled those off, and he hung out with us. He gave me some tips about how to um, improve my marketing game and stuff like that. So please check out the Geeky Swag Shop. He's a real righteous dude right out of Hartford. So um, just a good person. It, I'd actually show you. He, he sent me a uh, Doctor Strange Infinity War toy. It's like the big box, I think you're talking oh, cool. about it, the Diamond Yeah, yeah that one's nice. Kind of yeah. like diorama type yes. things. Yep. Yeah, I got the Doctor Strange no, one. He, yeah. he hooked me with that. I haven't got a chance to show it yet, but uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, we got some big news uh, on tonight's episode, um, so let's just kick it off, Ryan. Yeah, let's do it. Well, hell, uh, it's already almost February's over, but we got some information about the January 2019 comic book sales. It looks like yeah. it's off to a good start. It is, and uh, our friends at Comic Cron dot com always puts together some great information as far as sales most of everybody in the industry uses it they get sales data and um, i'm going to go briefly and newsarama is the one that ran with this story but they got the basically they got this uh, information from comicron um and it looks like you know people have been talking about a bubble sales are slow well guess what january sales have actually ticked up um, and I'll, I'll just read you kind of verbatim what this uh, article is saying. The direct market comic book and graphic novel sales got off to a positive start for the year with January 2019 sales topping last January's over 10%. So that means they're comparing this January to last January. Uh, these figures were released by Dam Diamond Comic Distributors on Friday morning. Uh, for the second month in a row, Scott Snyder and Jocks, the Batman who last uh, from DC was the best-selling comic. And we always talk about this. Batman is always going to yeah, be in the top sure. 10. Uh, and that new character, that Batman who laughs, that's super, yeah. super popular. And uh, it's the second issue led by DC's five titles in the top 10 that also included uh, four Tom King written titles. So uh, Batman 62, 63, Heroes in Crisis 4 and 5. Marvel split the remaining five titles in the top 10 uh, led by uh, Captain Marvel number one, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number one, Conan the Barbarian number one, Amazing Spider-Man 14, and Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number one. If you've been following the show, what do we always say? Spider-Man and Batman oh, are the man. cash cows for the big two. Yeah. They're always yeah. in the top 10. Uh, the top-selling independent book or image book, as usual, is The Walking Dead, which is amazing to me. I don't know how that show, how that comic continues to sell because I think right. the show is going to be on its death legs pretty soon. Um, but with that, that shows that you know there's no you know, I'm, okay, I'm tired of YouTube channels talking about this bubble or comic variants right. killing the market. And the short answer is no, no, stop it. There's real sales data out there, and guess what? Next Wednesday. We're going to have him here. Uh, the owner and um, operator of ComicCron.com is going to come on our show, and we're going to talk about sales. And he's going to talk about the overall trend. He's not going to talk about specific titles, but I think this is great knowledge for you guys to have because a lot of times um, YouTubers just throw out these words and just they don't give you the raw numbers. So we're going to have him on here. He's going to talk about his website, how he compiles the data, and you know you guys can ask him about sales too. So that's ComicCron.com. C-O-M-I-C-H-R-O-N.com. If you haven't gone there, it's great. It's been around for years. They have data going back to the 90s of real sales data. And we're going to talk to the owner operator of Comicron.com and see how the sales market is. Because a lot of times, you know, too many channels just randomly throw out this information. And they and I hate to say it's clickbait, but a lot of times it is. They, it, it's uh, how do I how do I say it? They want to be a carbon conversation starter. Well, how about getting the data and running with the data and running numbers? Cause there's real numbers out there. Y'all crazy, right? 
Right. But it's not popular right. to show positivity. No. Science, yeah. bitches, as they said <laughs> on the, as they once said on the Breaking Bad. What were you going to say, Otto? No, I was just going to say, you know, you the data is important because you're misleading, you know, somebody who doesn't really follow this or follow that. So, you know, you want that information out there because, you know, it's public knowledge. And as a, as a as somebody who reports on stuff and somebody who talks about things, you do have a, a responsibility to kick out the facts that are relative, not just clickbait. So right. and people need to also be I... careful. Let me add and I, I might be going off on a tangent, but people also need to be careful about who they watch and what they're reporting for, what their sources are they're using. Because I'm seeing too often where um, information is being put out on Instagram, on YouTube, that really isn't true. Yeah. Um, they're, and, yeah. and they're being they're getting it from sites that are just known to be false. Yeah. I mean, we do it here. And if we tell you something and it's wrong, we'll cop to it. Too many places sure. don't cop to it when they're right. wrong. They just want the, the you know, how do we say uh, controversy gets clicks, yeah, right? For sure. Always. We've for seen sure. it forever and ever. So it's good to have the sales. Cause I've seen too many irresponsible people just say, yeah, is there, is there a bubble? Is there a bubble? But this conversation has been in a cyclical environment for since 2004, some comic book stores closed and people freaked out. Yeah. I mean, where I'm at, I maybe I live in like civilization and in, in Southern California, man, Wednesdays, yeah. my shop is, dude, it's slammed. I dude. have I, you know. six comic book shops within a five mile radius, seven or eight, maybe nine within a you know a twenty mile radius. So it's crazy, the amount of shops. And I have no doubt there's some that struggle in maybe more rural areas. Or and 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 I hate to say this, but shops that are fixed in their old this ain't comic shops of 1980 anymore. You need my buddy, the big to do, who took over his shop. He bought it and it was in dire straits. But you know what? You have to be a good businessman. You need to be out there, like knowing what to order, the right amount to order. People who keep complaining that your shop has to order 100 variants to get a certain variant. Uh, you know, I don't hear my shops complaining about that. No. If you know how to do run your business well, your shop will remain open, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. It's so I don't, yeah. you know, do are there anything in especially comics now it's cyclical right mm -hmm. you're gonna get the inevitable reboot because guess what it gets sales look at marvel's last five right. you know, number ones all get good sales so you gotta i mean you it's nice to have issue 677 but a brand new reader comes into a shop and they see that they're gonna be kind of overwhelmed and like damn can i just well, pick up right. and start off with this you get an issue number one and two or three hey maybe i can look digging in the long boxes at my lcs and i can get the complete run but they don't figure in is oh well i can get the trade I can get the omnibus. I can catch up that. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's, yeah. So there's a lot of things to factor in. And I think us evidence here on a, on a Wednesday night talking about this stuff is, is kind of evident that the market is doing pretty well for itself. I mean, there look at discovery Bay comics for God's sakes, <laughs> right. the amount of YouTube content on comic books, brand new comic books. <laughs> I mean, damn, and, and, man, and that's I, just YouTube. You're not talking about podcasts. You're not talking about, other forms of media, you know, Instagram Facebook alone. and Instagram. Yeah, and Instagram. There's tons of people posting new books on just today. Right. Look at the hashtag NCBD yeah. today, and you'll see done dozens and dozens and dozens of posts of people showing the stuff they got today. But uh, so next week, check out the website, comiccron.com, C-O-M-I-C-H-R-O-N.com. We're going to have the owner and operator on our show uh, next Wednesday to talk about sales trends and what he's seeing and how he compiles the data. And hopefully you guys have some questions for him so we can talk about that stuff. So uh, let's rock it. What's next? We're going to well, stick to comic books. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we talked about this a couple shows ago where we discussed that there was possible news that DC would scale back on some of their titles. 
Um, so it looks like there was actual confirmation at yeah. what Comics Pro professional. Yeah, there was there was a Comic Pro summit, and um, and they were talking about it. So a lot of people thought they were going to be canceling everything. They're going to be canceling Walmart, this and that and the other. And you know, it's it's DC has always been the smaller of the big two. Marvel makes a lot more titles. So Dan, I can never say his name. The deal. The deal. Dan the deal, who is the publisher of DC Comics. Uh, he had a speech at the Comics Pro Summit. And he said that, you know, uh, they're going to be scaling back on the number of titles. This was rumored before we talked about it, and this pretty much confirms it. Um, he's just saying right now there's too many books out there and that DC wants to scale back. And you got to admit, so, you know, some of their smaller titles or like, remember the line they tried with the fantastic, what would they call the terrifics? Things like that, you know, they're yeah. not selling it. And, yeah. you know, we talk about ad nauseum, man. It's their core titles sell the most, right? Mm -hmm. So if you take Batman and you create a version of Batman called Batman to last, it's going to sell. Yeah. Right. So I think they tried. And I think my guess is Bendis is going to be taking the ship and getting some core titles and kind of like what he did with um, Superman. Before right. Bendis took over Superman, Superman was not a good seller. No, you know no, I mean? not at all. Not no, at all. Not yeah. Justin, you're, you're in a. Justin's in the trenches, you know what I mean? Justin, today, what were people picking up? The DC titles, the Marvel titles? What was moving today? Um, I mean, Detective 999. Yeah. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man was a big hit. Uh, you know, definitely Flash because that's, you know, part of the Batman storyline right now. So, um, but yeah, like Tim, you said, I mean, everything that came out of that Dark Knight Metals, like they tried to expand and create Silencer and Sideways and the Terrifics. And there's like two other titles I can't think of. But what was that line yeah. called? The uh, Terrifics. There, there was a, what was it called? Age Heroes. of Heroes. Age of Heroes. And like I think that kind of, they kind of, they kind of took a swing and they missed on that. But at least they, at least they took a swing. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting is, you know, like they were smart in uh, renumbering action and detective because the build up to action 1000 was huge. The build up to, uh, Ooh. Uh, okay. de uh, dude, Detective One Thousand. Hey. Right. Oh, you want to tell the people what you got, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, uh, nine eight, uh, Detective One Thousand. It's we could talk about it now because it's sold out. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it it's it's the it's it's signed by Alex Ross. It's the uh, Detective Twenty Seven homage cover. It is Ford gorgeous. Or Detective One Thousand. It's on Alex Ross's website. Um, yeah, AlexRossArt.com. Uh, it is all gorgeous. sold out. I think the only ones you can get are the uh, the yellow label 9.8s. So all the raw copies, all the signed copies, they're absolutely gorgeous. Even the other one is pretty gorgeous too, where it's mm -hmm. just Batman. It's a and, profile. Uh, it's really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Monochromatic. It's, it's really? looking dope. But man, I don't know. One, probably, one of these episodes. I mean, we're if, it's have my, to... if it's my opinion, this. This Tech Twenty Seven homage is a must. I mean, it's yeah. one thousand, you know, no, and it's got a nice one thousand. It looks exact. It, it is really pretty. Go look at it, AlexRossArt.com. Uh, it is yeah. really. Why we'll do that next week? Um, is actually look at all the covers for mm -hmm. Detective One Thousand. Well, <laughs> I think we did we'll that with actually... see how many Justin has. <laughs> <laughs> so well, it's not there. even the ones that are just coming out from DC and the retailers. We haven't even the, the online stores yet. So Unknown Comics, Frankie's Comics, Keras Comics, of course, is doing right. a really mm -hmm. cool one as well. They've been uh, showing it off. So it's, uh, you know, what? I think, well, I don't know. When is it coming out? Uh, Justin Otter, do you know? The is... 27th of next month. Oh, so perfect, a month from right? today. Okay. Yeah. So we'll do it like a week before or actually, yeah, we'll do it a week before and we'll try to like go, I guess, what is there, like a thousand of them? That would be right. That would be insane. <laughs> right. Like a thousand, of them. a thousand of them. I wouldn't be surprised. Shit, man. You know what would be a perfect number? It would be 27. 
Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, I think they're way over that. By they're now. way over that. Oh, yeah. I don't even know how many there were for action. I mean, it's hard to even keep track now because of the online stores. And now the online stores are getting, like, big-time artists to do them, right? You got, uh, yeah. uh, you know, um, oh. are we allowed to say Matina anymore? Is, has uh, he been uh, blacklisted? No, not yet. Not yet. One, uh, he's doing Midtowns. He's doing Midtown. Is he? Yeah. Is, are people still talking about that or no? Is that? Uh, I haven't heard not? anything lately about it, but it was, it was for a week. It was pretty hard. Right. I think Don't... it's more of. I think yeah. right now with the the Matina stuff is more of um, him going to shows and other artists saying that they won't go um, if Matina will be there and stuff like that. So I think that's more on like the artist level, because I mean, if you're a fan of his art, you're a fan of his art, and I definitely am. I'm not going to move any of my books. Not that I probably could now or whatever, but it's just it's just his style was very unique. So for you kids, have been collecting you know. for a while. The same controversy happened with Greg Land. Yes. So mm. um. So if for those who aren't artists or don't know about art, and I tried to do art when I was in high school, most artists um, draw from a reference. They do it. They give them the screenplay. And they go, well, I need to find out what Batman looks like. So I need to draw a reference. The very few people. There's that Korean guy. Uh, who I had a connecting variance for. You remember that? He draws all his covers with no reference. There's amazing videos of him online. I can't remember his name right off the top of my bit, but he does everything with no reference at all. So, I mean, a lot of times people are catching, you know, with the days of the internet, you do something off a of reference that you see online, somebody is bound somebody to catch it. it yeah, you know what I'm saying? Greg right. Land was, you know, was the guy who was known to be the copier back in the day, you know, and now it's Matina. So it's just, well, like I yeah, said, there's it's a the difference man. between referencing and tracing. tracing well, that one guy who put it on identical. Instagram, right? The one guy yeah, put yeah, on yeah. Instagram, they, look, like, they he's holding like the gun overlaid. the same way I hold my gun. And this and that, I'm like, you know, but who did it better is my question. Matina, for sure. So let's yeah. stick to comic books and let's do something we like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We got a um, pre-order comic pick of the week. This is new, kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was looking through like comics that are coming up, and I thought this one was pretty cool. And I would say go out and nab this coming out soon. It's Savage Avengers number one. I like this. I like this. Because it's got Conan in it, dude. Yeah. Look at that team. Conan, yeah, that Punisher, cool. Venom, Venom, Wolverine. Wolverine. Who's that? Electra? And yeah. some yep. dude in a suit. I don't know who that is, but this Bob. book, my this is my pre-order book. Pick up the wick, pick up the variants for it. I think right now Conan is hot. I am really kind of pissed off that I sold my Conan the Barbarian 8.0 now. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, no, this looks really cool. I like the way they're going with it. Um, I like the story. Actually, you know, the on the website right now you can see it. It's uh, the entertainment exclusive, but I like it's done by uh, Finch, and it's really really cool. So. I'm definitely interested in this. It's just something I'm going to go after. Look at the sword going through the Avengers, too. They're really running with the Conan thing. I mean, yeah. See, and, I mean, who would have thunk that Conan, right. you know, it's just, you know, sometimes nostalgia kicks in and, you know, they've been waiting. I'm telling you, one of the best Conan stories ever was that what if story where Conan was, what if Conan was in modern day and it happened to be like the 80s or something? He ends up being like that, right? That he ends up being like the crime lord of Harlem or yeah. some shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a great yeah, read. No, he's holding a huge revolver with his helmet. And it's, I think it's a uh, Bill Sankevich cover, right? Yeah, Tim? it's That's a dope cool. cover. Yeah. He's holding a gun. That's and it's cool. like, what if Conan were around? And basically what happens is he, some sorcerer did some magic on it. He wakes up in like the worst part of New York City in yeah. like the yeah. 80s and just takes over the crime syndicate. Yeah, But that's well, my pick, man. I think that's pretty cool. What do you guys that's think? Good. I, think I was just going to go. I think it's a good pick. I was just going to go over. They gave a little write-up on it, and it just said that um, this is an unsanctioned team of heroes. It's uh, It has to be with something that was visually makes sense to you, and I think it does, says the artist, uh, Mike the, uh, 
Diodato, yeah, is illustrating this book in both worlds. We have visited a threat, a magical green zone where um, evil wizards of Conan's world are trading spells with the hand in Japan. Damn. Conan is on a very strong Conan like mission. He's heard of a tale of an amulet, so he's chasing it. Um, and the evil magic sorcerers are doing something that would be um, a Marvel Avengers problem. And he found something really cool to work on. So this is a like a definitely a Venn diagram, like they said, of, of two worlds. So this is going to be really cool. And it's going to be you a fun. You had game. me at ninjas and wizards. That's all yes, I need, right? right. You know what I'm right. Wizard in the hand, you know? There we go. For no, I, I definitely I want to jump in. I actually, if you check out the new uh, previews, Marvel previews that came out today, it's actually in there. Uh, I was actually trying to find it real quick. Uh, they did have two interior. Oh yeah, here they did have two interior pages. I mean, you got a lot of variant covers. You got Mike Diodato's doing the variant. Uh, Simone Bachin, uh, Scotty Young, yeah, Bianchi, Scotty uh, Young, uh, Even there's a hidden gem variant by Mobius, and even Mobius. Wow, scope. they had to find one. Yeah, uh, so, one of that. That's, so that's the uh, that's one right there, and then the Mobius is the uh, Electra, which is pretty calling cool. it right uh, now, guys. Savage Savage Avengers number one, your hot future pick of the week. And if it sucks, we'll come back and tell you it sucks. <laughs> Sorry, that's what we want, though. You know, we want the hope that in theory, with these characters, that it's going to be good, you know. And we're not the writers, but you know what, you know what, it's, that's it's, we give you start. opinions, and that's what we're running with, man. So, right. uh, D's and go out and get that. Well, speaking about uh, speaking about D's, Disney. uh, Oh, Disney confirmed. Well, Kevin Feige, I should say, confirmed that uh, the Disney Plus shows are part of Marvel Studios production. Yes. Yeah, you know, it was good to see old Kevin Feige at the Oscars, man. That's the first time I really got to see him there because you know uh, when the producers of the movie get invited to the Oscars only for best picture. Mm-hmm. If yeah. best directors go up, the producers don't show up. If it's nominated for best picture of the year, then the producers of the movie get that award. So it was nice to see Kevin Feige. And of course, I think he is the most wanted interview on the red carpet because oh, everybody's sure. asking him what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. So he dropped some cool nuggets. Uh, first off, yes, the Marvel shows on Disney plus will be intertwined with the MCU. He said past present and future mm-hmm. so you know you got the loki story loki could be dead you got you know a falcon and you know vision scarlet mm-hmm. witch all these things so it could take place past present and forth and he confirmed that these are as we said in the past these are mcu produced uh projects not right. uh, not marvel tv which is jeff Loeb, who did all the netflix stuff um and he also said uh, i don't know is that in the show notes or did i jump the shark no so he also said and this is more importantly, we probably won't hear anything about phase four. And I would say that with a caveat, and that's the correct way to use the word caveat, right. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we won't hear anything about phase four projects till after Avengers Endgame, and more importantly, Spider-Man Far From Home. And I think Sony is kind of to blame for that because everything that, you know, they had, they wanted to come out with their movies. So right. we know this Spider-Man uh, Far From Home takes place minutes after Avengers Endgame. So Blast all the theories you want. They're thinking there's some type of time involved. Something timelines get reset. Um, And what we also know, and I'll bring in the panel for this, is Eternals will be a major part of the Phase 4. Kevin Feige said so much. And that's Mm -hmm. all we know so far. So what do you guys think of ones? So what do you guys think? Like after Spider-Man Far From Home, do we get another thing like they did for Phase 2 when, remember, they ran out of theater and they put on the big screen? Do you think Feige's going that way, Otto? 
Yeah, I think this is a big deal. This is a big deal because this is um, another turning corner for Marvel right here. So you've got to keep the momentum going. You've got to keep the the um, you've got to keep the excitement rolling and to wrap this up with Endgame and then Far From Home, and then bam, this is what we're going to show you next, and this is what we're going to keep you on the hook for for the next four or five years. So you know, go big or go home. And Feige, we trust. Go Eternals, because as you know, Justin will always say, Justin, what am I always buying? Oh, man, that's the only book that I ever see you pick up nowadays. <laughs> Turtles number one is going to be the next big. It's going to be the next two. big. No, number two, too. Right, everybody? Yeah, don't two. That's the first appearance of, uh, what's her name? Yeah. Siri or yeah, Siri? Yeah, Celestials. So yeah. one, two, and three. So get them while you can. And, you know, if you're able to flip them and make a profit, so be it. But um, absolutely. And I think this is a great way for, like I said, just to keep the momentum going and just so you can see what happens. Because I think the Eternals is going to stem you know, thousands of years ago and time travel. So we're going to get Kang. We could get Galactus, you know, we'll see. So we're going to get some new bad guys. So that's what they're going to find out. So, you know, well, they also on top of that is the Fox deal is closing. Like it's going to be mid-March. So that's perfect timing. I think in the perfect world, they wanted to make announcements after Endgame, but obviously Sony's deal with Marvel and they wanted to make their Spider-Man movie, which they're like, fine, you know, it does well enough. So I think they wanted to do it after Endgame, but they're like, now we have to wait for Spider-Man to come out to let, you know, let it breathe a little. I mean, when you open a, a bottle of wine, you let it breathe. You don't immediately right. drink it unless it has a twist right. up cap, right? That's so, right. you know, right. <laughs> so when you uncork a bottle of wine, let it breathe. So they want uh, Spider-Man to breathe as well. Cause remember they're the creative forces behind Spider-Man. They wanted to do well. Let some time pass, and then they'll start making the announcements, and then it's going to be fast and furious. Yep. Uh, right. It's coming. No pun when intended. Far from home. What's what's the release date on Far From Home? It is. I would tell you, it's it is uh, summer of 2019. Uh, so you July, exact? August. That's probably. Hold on. I will tell you right now. The magic of Google. July 5th. Yeah. July 5th. So, so, so I mean, with that coming out, July 5th. I mean, and then you have Comic Con like two weeks later i mean oh yeah we're gonna see a giant hall h marvel I, thing yeah, like if you remember time. marvel didn't, didn't do year, right. mcu didn't do last yeah, year they, they didn't, really do didn't year, have anything so. so man you're you're right you're running right ahead with that justin that marvel could go all out for hall h and talk about all the slate that's coming down uh, there, my you know because i would give the banner with the fantastic four logo on it yeah oh, that, that says fan <laughs> phase four you know they dropped right. that banner phase four fantastic four logo this is my prediction. You heard it here for, for right. folks. I'd like to see the big X or maybe just like a surfboard or something like that. You know what I mean? So that would be really cool. The number remember, four and an X. Timeline that, need. people. Ryan got it. Timeline that for July. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but remember, not everybody who's poo-pooing me on the Eternals, because I don't know if I'm getting flacker here or whatever. But remember, you didn't want a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, right. and you absolutely loved it, right? That's you didn't right. want an Ant-Man movie, and you loved it. So right. it, in Feige, we trust when we're going about this. So, you know, bring it on. I think the Eternals will explain what mutants are. Yeah. I right. think mutants are going to be tied right. to Eternals some way, and they've been hidden for a lot. That's my guess. You know what I mean? Because how, mm. how are they going to explain mutants just showed up? They're going to be like, well, mutants are the strain of Eternals. Deviants are the bad guys, blah, blah, blah. Introduce them. You know, they're going to bring in the FF. You know, they yeah. can't put any of these Easter eggs in their movies because they, you know. They don't know them yet. They can't own them yet, so they right. can't do it. Maybe in the end credits are far from home because that's going to be in July. Right. That would be cool if they did something in the end credits. People would lose their fucking minds. I mean, imagine yeah. Ant-Man through the Wasp. We sat through it. I go, oh, that's a fun time, you mm-hmm. know, and then uh, fucking they get dusted in the end credit scene and everybody in the theater just went, oh, damn. Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah. Um, so also, I think I read somewhere online that Ant-Man and the Wasp take uh, on the same timeline as Avengers Infinity War. 
So that's why the snap takes place. You know, obviously, whatever mm-hmm. they're doing is mostly off world. We got a, a small disturbance of Thanos's people on Earth, but for the most right. part, it it's took place in Wakanda, and you know, nobody really knows what's going on in Wakanda. So right. here's yeah. what we know for Phase Four: Doctor Strange Two, Black Panther Two, Eternals. Uh, the Black Widow is going to be start filming pretty soon, and it's not going to be rated R. And the movie that nobody's been talking about, but I just Googled it the other day and it is still happening is Master Kung Fu movie, uh, Shang-Chi, still happening. The direct, they got the guy who's writing the screenplay for it. They're going to probably announce a director. And I would expect all this is going to be announced during San Diego Comic-Con. Justin, you hit it right in the head. Right after Spider-Man, they can say, boom, we can put our full-blown marketing efforts into San Diego Comic Con and just rocking like they used he's to. He's a back pretty then. smart guy. That's why I keep him around. You know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> yeah. walking, it's like you know, Evan Birdie, well, 1869, and you guys. I'm not really that smart. I just like new comic smell. Ask what about the 12 issue Eternals run? Uh, you know what? Yes, that's the newer run. But I would say go get the Kirby issues, man, because he came yes, around. Kirby, it's, Kirby. It's, right. it's 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 like Bronze Age, right? Yeah. It's right, Bronze Age, Silver Age. Right. But you and know what? Still priced right now. They're right. still it's relatively like right after, uh, new gods on the DC yeah. side. He did yeah, that relatively and then he came inexpensive, and Marvel. but you know, Marvel does like to pull storylines from newer comics, right. right? They do that all the time. So I would say, you know, get the first appearances and then get the newer run too, because like everything else in comic books, man, everybody you know snatches what? up the if first appearances and then they comic, buy other stuff. You're not going to have a problem. Just buy them all. FOMO. They're <laughs> missing out. Hashtag FOMO. <laughs> Watch the All fire right. documentary. You know what we're talking about, man. So, so let's continue with Marvel TV. Um, we it looks like we, you know, we tend to speculate correctly on this show for some reason. I don't know, Tim. I'm afraid that you had that thing removed off your head, and we're going to lose that mojo. That's right. um, <laughs> it was, I had too many brains. I had to take some brains out of my head because my head was getting too big. But uh, comic we were that. talking about it a few weeks ago, or maybe well, a couple weeks ago, about the Marvel Netflix shows moving to either Hulu or FX. And it looks like that actually was, uh, or is the case. It was discussed. And my, I still think it's going to be FX. I don't think, I think so too. Yeah. I, FX has a much larger viewership than it, it Hulu fits. does. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and so um, let me pull up the article. And and it looks like uh, Marvel TV, and I believe it was Jeff Loeb who was talking about it. So <clears throat> recent comments made by Jeff Loeb support uh, the intelligence that, you know, we got this covers as reporting that the Marvel Netflix series will be revived on FX or Hulu. The caveat being it may not even be the same actors, though. But I like I said, I think they're cheap car- cheap. Charlie Cox, uh, Finn Jones was never anybody's favorite pick, right? Um, Luke Cage, maybe. Jessica Jones, actually, I think Christian Ritter does a great job with Jessica Jones. Um, yeah. But let me go back to this article. Um, uh, if you're wondering if it's Marvel, it's so if it does get announced, it has to be two years before they right. can announce it or develop anything. Yeah. Um, and they're saying... Now, we've got it covered. It's a pretty good website as far as Scoopers kind of. We talked about Scoopers the other week. They heard that all five shows will be revived, though some may return sooner than others. And they're going to be either on Hulu or FX. And if they do show up on Hulu, they're going to be made by uh, FX. So it'd be FX produced. Mm-hmm. They're not sure yet. They're, they do know. They are saying it's going to be one or the either, not both. So it's not going to be uh, two and one and three in the other. In other words, two on Hulu, it's going to be all on one network. So it's either going to be Hulu or FX. I'm thinking FX. I think FX is perfect yeah. 
for the violence that is hell fx may be more violent than marvel netflix yep. shows well, the, mayans, watch... the mayans is on that channel isn't it mayans uh remember the old uh sands of anarchy yep, yep, all that yep. stuff that show uh snow about the crack epidemic <clears throat> in the in the la in the 80s mm-hmm. dude all those shows are great and if like you know, I remember Ryan, we were talking about this. How you saw Deadpool on FX, and they yeah, were like, "Yeah, they they showed everything." Right? I, I, they showed everything. everything. I mean, they, you haven't watched TV. Like, Look, I cut the cord years ago, right? So I haven't watched yeah. regular TV in forever. So I got, you know, decided to try out that PlayStation Plus thing, yeah, uh, or the PlayStation View, and it, you know, I had regular TV or internet TV, but regular channels. Mm-hmm. So I'm. On F- go to FX, you know, I got a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old, and I'm like, oh, cool, Deadpool is on uh, FX, watching it. It's 7 o'clock in the, in the evening, by the way. It's not even, like, midnight or 1 a.m., yeah. and full fucks and the pegging scene. They didn't even cut that out. For the uninitiated, Ryan, hmm. why don't you tell people what pegging is? <laughs> um... From what I've been told by uh, Otto over there, it's where a woman wears a dildo and, you know, penetrates the man. Gives it, <laughs> gives him the old high scared ho. Otto so much he just dropped offline. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Don't say that." Give yeah, him, so give him the, the old high ho. The Shield was also a great show on FX, Man from Beantown. That was the first show that really turned me on to uh, uh, FX. But everything they do is like, but I think in the afternoon they can't. But you're right, that show Snow. They say the N word. They say mm-hmm. the MF or FF. No, it, it, FX far, seems, seems to off, fit. Dude. And another reason I think FX is because why they have Disney Plus, right? That's a streaming service. Why would they compete with another streaming service, Hulu? I mean, I know it's their own company. You know, they own it, yeah. but it's still a comp- competition. Oh, he's uh, back. FX yes, is back. is FX is cable, right? TV. So that's more. I think it fits. I fits because you're yeah. going to have the CW, which is all the DC. They want something on television that's going to compete with that. What do you think, Justin? You think Hulu or FX for the Marvel Netflix shows? Well, when you guys were, uh, you know, sending out the article, I, I actually checked and, you know, saw Hulu or FX and who owns it more. And I know, Ryan, you just kind of said it. But so Hulu's owned 30 percent by Disney, 30 percent by 20, uh, 21st Century Fox, 30 percent by uh, Comcast. So you figure once Disney owns Fox, I mean, you're going to have they're going to have 60 percent of that. So I could see that going on to the Hulu service because of just the more stake in Hulu. So, I mean, they have runaways, so why not put another, you know, Marvel property on that? It all depends because we don't have the number, the subscriber numbers. Like Netflix, you know, doesn't tell you what this, you know, Amazon Prime doesn't tell you what the, you know, so they may be able to generate more ad revenue through the traditional model of FX, right? You you know, commercials, you advertise, you get your car commercials, you get adult, you know, people who want to sell you Viagra while you're watching Luke Cage or, you know, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? I mean, advertising dollars can mean a big thing as opposed to subscriber dollars. It all depends on, you know, because we know it's not going to Disney Plus. We, we, people who were saying that, we shot that shit down. We're like, no way this is going to show up on Mickey's platform. No no way. way. Not in the house of the mouse. (laughs) Not, not what pegging, Otto. Uh, Would you like to know what pegging is? Auto? No, I don't want to know. I think I clicked off right at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> I got a What's little ne- nervous. <laughs> All right, Ryan. What's next? All right. So um, another Lords of the Lombok speculation that's coming true. Finally, we got information about who Jan Rog is. That's it. Jan Rog. Yes. So if there was remember a the pop that we showed a few yeah. a couple months ago. 
there was a Captain Marvel press conference and it was filmed online. Uh, they streamed it online. And when they showed Jude Law underneath his name, they go, Jan Rog. Um, and we were trying to go on back and forth, like, who is Jude Law? We don't think he's Marvel because they haven't announced it yet. When the, when the casting was first announced, they said that Jude Law is playing Marvel. Well, we speculated that it Marvel is actually going to be Annette Benning, right? right? Since they're doing, you know, mm-hmm. they're flip, doing the, uh, flipping the gender mm-hmm. a little bit. And there was a TV spot that came out that showed Annette Benning talking to Captain Marvel about the Supreme Intelligence. And I will go back to our show that we said Annette Benning was Captain, Mar- it was going to be Marvel when they showed a movie poster with her wearing mm-hmm. an earth leather jacket. And that's mm-hmm. when I say, bam, Annette Benning is going to be Marvel because in the comics, Marvel is sent to Earth, and he uh, takes this. He takes the identity of a pink-skinned human, right? He's playing. Uh, I forgot the name. He's a, basically a scientist, and a I scientist, think. Yeah. Annette Benning, they're going to gender swap that role, and she's going to be the. You know, you know, whatever people are saying about the feminism of the film or whatever, it's definitely a, a, a female empowerment movement. So it wouldn't have. It wouldn't make sense to have a dude right. mansplain shit right, to her. Exactly. Like, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. So why not make Marvel a female? You know what I'm saying? It makes like, sense. Totally. Yeah. You know, it's so I, you know, I, I think that's, that's kind of cool. Cause Hey, that Benning's still look good for her age, man. I yeah, don't care does. how old she is. So, but it's, inter- good. it's interesting. Oh, and if you're interested, I'll show the, uh, thing again, the, uh, show it. the, the comic that his first appearance is in, is also the, the first appearance. Do you have the kept do you have the Mar uh Annette Benning movie poster? No, I don't have that up. Google uh, Annette Benning Captain Marvel movie poster and you'll see she's wearing a earthbound leather jacket. Makes no sense at all why it, but if you've seen uh uh Jude Law, he's always in his Cree uh warrior right, right. gear, right? Yeah. You know, I think Annette Benning is gonna be the kind of mentor to um to uh, uh Captain Marvel. Right. Uh, so and, you know all those Marvel superheroes comics. Number one, what is it? Uh-huh. Number twelve. Yep. Twelve. So I just want to chime in about that. Marvel superheroes twelve. That cover. That's Gene Colan. Um, and Stan Lee did the story, right? So you mm-hmm. got Gene Colan, Stan Lee, and then where you introduce Young Rog and Marvel. But then um, Marvel superheroes thirteen is actually where Roy Thomas took over. So Roy Captain Marvel. Mar- well, Captain Marvel or. The character is a Roy Thomas character, and if you've been following him, he's been doing some traveling. He just got some accolades and stuff like that. So you have two huge Marvel people involved with this. Obviously, you have the All-Father, and now you have the golden boy Roy Thomas, who's in, who are both work together to create this, this character in this universe. So two of Marvel legends in you know two issues apart, which I think is absolutely awesome. And um, dollar-wise— is still alive, too. Yeah, Roy Thomas is touring like crazy. He's a wild, he's not a wild man, but he's just for his age, he's touring. He's, you know, signing for four or five hours. He's always out there in the, in the, um, he's always out at the shows. He donates his money to the Heroes Initiative. So Roy's a great guy and he'll always tell you good stories um, about the book. So just good stuff. And uh, Justin, did, did you uh, swap one of those books? It's a swap. Did you sell one? Yeah, actually, I brought my, my lowest grade of my Marvel. Oh, How many copies do you have of 13? <laughs> two left. Two left. You got two left yourself? Uh, I had a 3.5 that I moved uh, yeah. on on Saturday yeah. to uh, JNS Collectibles. So it was good. There you go. All right. So I, I think the all the like Miss Marvel number one or Captain Marvel number one, the um, Avenging Spider Man, where she becomes the new Captain Marvel. That book is hot too. That's yeah, a modern that's book. A big, uh, that's a super hot book. I saw a 9.8. Yeah, I have it actually somewhere. I have prices. Yeah. I picked up I a 9.6. I don't know where it is, man. I had a busy day. I picked it up. All right. Anyway. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, so I couldn't I mean, afford the 98 was out over the top. So the movie is coming out soon, March 8th. Uh, the review embargo lifts March 5th. The social media embargoes were already lifted and overwhelmingly positive. Um, uh, social media reactions. In other words, the critics can only just say, hey, this is, I liked it, I didn't like it, whatever. And so there wasn't anything negative. So uh, what else do we have about these here, Captain Marvel sales? Well, it looks like um, pre-sales are doing really good. So that's that's positive information. That's the amazing thing about mm -hmm. technology mm -hmm. and the internets in 2019. So and I don't know, four or five years from now, you're going to tell your kids, man, I remember when I had, a st I stood in line three hours to see uh, the dark night and your kids are going to be like, why the fuck did you have to stand in line to see a movie? Why didn't you pick your seats? Right. Right. You couldn't afford them a week ago. Has anybody uh, in this room between the four of us, has anybody pre-ordered their tickets yet? No, I no but not. I looked. Uh, also yeah, I'm going. I got I, Friday night. I looked on the, uh, the AMC plus uh, app yeah. and all like the prime and, and the, showings at seven eight nine o'clock all sold out already all sold out. Uh, in okay. my area so oh, I'm, right. and that's opening night so i'll probably wait till uh the next day Saturday, uh but right? yeah so captain marvel pre-sales and they can track this now because you know you can buy your tickets through shit man fandango, fandango amc stubs all this shit right so captain marvel pre-sales on track to beat aquaman wow. and almost all wow. previous mcu films um uh, so they're looking at it right now, and I'm pulling up sci-fi.com, S-Y-F-Y, you know, the old sci-fi channel. Um, so if we're looking at at superhero origin stories, Black Panther is number one, and Captain Marvel is now number two. So it's bypass, it's outpacing Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Deadpool, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange. That's pretty elite. I mean, obviously, it's not going to beat Avengers Infinity War holds a record for all films. Mm -hmm. It, you know, so and and speaking of which, Avengers uh, Endgame is on track for opening weekend of two hundred and eighty million dollars, beating weekend. the record. Wow. It's Infinity War set at two hundred fifty million. Uh, so Captain Marvel is looking strong for pre-sales. My guess is right now it's tracking. It's from like a hundred to one hundred and twenty million. I would say it's it's pretty safe. It's going to beat that number. Uh, March doesn't have much competition for it. You know what I'm saying? That's a great release. But I remember Black Panther release in October, which is, typically was a. You remember there used to be a dead time between like Christmas and fucking April before a movie yeah. came out. But yeah. now movies are like oh, all year round, yeah, right? Yeah. And I think. Superhero films are kind of the ones you can take credit for that. There, there's so many of them that are like, you know, it doesn't matter. Oh. It doesn't have to be summer. We can release anytime. Right. When I'm did excited. They, when did they re-release Deadpool? It was like February, right? Like some crazy. Yeah, January. No, February because yeah. remember it was Valentine's Day. Yeah. Remember yeah. Valentine's Day? Yeah, right. I was I was just gonna say I'm excited for this movie is gonna answer. I'm hoping a lot. Well, we're, I think we're gonna see a lot of things that we wanted to see for a long time. I think we're gonna see the Cree world. We're definitely gonna see scrolls. I'm very excited to see how the scrolls do, um, how they translate onto the big screen. Uh, the supreme intelligence, you know, how Nick Fury lost his eye. I mean, this, if anything, this should answer a lot of ahas or just you know. I, I hope it shows us a lot of things that. Um, that we're expecting out of what they're playing off of. So I think it should be really interesting. Yeah. Does the live chat go away? How come I don't see any? Oh, I have live chats. Oh, shoot. My bad. I was like, how come there's nobody chatting? Are there people in here? It's, Hello, are you alive? There's 52 people watching. You know, how come nobody's saying anything in the live chat? So, you know what? So, whatever, uh, we won't talk about the negative shit about, you know, no, we don't want to talk about We don't focus on We go off numbers not yeah, feelings right. and the numbers are telling us that it's gonna do well um the ticket and, sales don't lie though they 
So we got 15 minutes left. We were going to try to do the Dark Phoenix trailer, but it doesn't come out yet. Yeah. So if you haven't heard, the Dark Phoenix trailer is dropping tonight, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. So damn it, we're hoping we could react to it. But you know what? Since you guys love Ryan's reaction so much, he's going to react to it sight unseen mm. tomorrow yes. on the Lord's channel. And you know, what was it you got all the hate on? Um. <laughs> Was it the Shazam? No, it wasn't Shazam. Which one? Oh, Venom. Oh, it was when I hated on Venom. Oh yeah, Ryan got, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan got a ton of views, and they weren't like they weren't like nope. uh, uh, friendly views. They nope. were like, uh, and you know what? Uh, he was kind of right. I mean, Venom was okay. It was underwhelming, yeah. but you know, eight five. Hey man, but you know hey, what's I, funny? Uh, Did you guys watch the Oscars? They had a quick little like they were showing like montage, and Venom was in the montage. Oh, uh, no, oh shout out to Black Panther won three Oscars, man. Yep. Nice. Animated film, uh, but Sony's won before, so but this is yeah. the first ever MCU film and it won for uh costumes, set design, and fuck, what was the third one? I just drew a blank. Oh, uh, score, score? Nice. yeah, score, and they, it was amazing. Score. The music on Black Panther is incredible, yeah. and I, they paid respects to Stan Lee. So, although I think Into the Spider Verse. Uh, original soundtrack was pretty fucking dope too. Uh, really much cool. more younger demographic, oh, you know sure. what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, yeah. But it was dope, you know, it was dope. So congratulations to Black Panther. Uh, the last 15 minutes here, um, we're just going to talk to Otto and Justin, so you guys can tell the folks. And you know what? We'll talk uh, Ryan too. We'll leave oh, some time there's a couple, there's one more information. There's a little bit of information. All, all the crew was busy over the weekend. Hold, hold I didn't up, do Tim. There, there's one thing that we need to <laughs> announce is uh, there was information that dropped about the Aquaman two. Oh, we have yes. to talk about the DC stuff. I sorry, I forgot that. So, um, just dropped today. Uh, what's his name? I can never say his name. I mean, be sure I don't uh, butcher. Ah, uh, yeah, don't butcher it. Because I'm gonna have all the yeah. Japanese people pissed off at their Asian brother who can't say. Hey, that mm -hmm. I can only do that. Nobody else can. Um, so Kevin Tishihara, I believe his name. Uh, I'm gonna say it right here. Kevin Tishihara uh, came out, and big news is there's a release date for Aquaman. Uh, I believe is December 2022. Um, and more importantly, he reiterated what some other folks have already been saying that the DC is going to be focusing on their solo films. And this is effectively the end of the DC. EU. Um, so if you're holding your fingers for a justice league film, maybe you'll get the Snyder cut, but you're not going to no. get, you can keep on hashtagging the Snyder cut, but uh, they're going to focus on this, and why wouldn't they, right? They've been doing well. Wonder Woman did well. Aquaman did well. So they're, they're, they tried to hashtag together the Justice League film, and it just didn't work out for them. So maybe down the road, like it took Avengers, you know, how long did it take Avengers? Ten years yeah. to come out, right? Mm -hmm. So, in a while, well, Avengers Infinity War were ten years, but Avengers, it still took a good six, seven films. So I think that's right. What do you think, Justin? You're the DC guy. I mean, what do you think about yeah. this news that, uh, first of all, Aquaman 2 is getting release date? I don't know what stories they're going to use. I mean, the, I don't know much about the Aquaman backstories, but I know Ocean Master and Black uh, Manta. So it's got to be Black Manta since he was in the first film. So we're getting a release date for that. Same uh, screenwriter and director, uh, James Wan and the screenwriter. Yep. Um, and then DC's decision to actually, where the, the, the head of Warner Brothers actually came out and said, we're focusing on just the solo films and... And, and really, and, if you think about it, we have do that. Why not do that? Mar you know, well, we have Marvel Earth Trey, we have the Joker, and then the Batman. Which we didn't we talk about yet. Plastic Man a few months ago? 
Oh, please. Well, we still got Shazam is, is still yeah, coming out. Shazam, Shazam is a so. film, yeah. I mean, you know, it would be weird to shoehorn Shazam into a Justice League film, right? I mean, you got this little no, kid staring at Wonder Woman's boobies but, but all but awkward. You, you could have speculation that Henry Cavill shows up in a cameo. Nah. Cross, fingers crossed. So the other thing about that is they are re- they're pushing back Batman and Superman because they want to make sure they do it right. Like, what shouldn't you do that with everything? Yeah. Right. So, what do you yeah. think, Justin? What do you think about this of DC kind of going the opposite direction of Marvel? No, this is this has got to be the way to do it. I mean, you know, we're gonna get Shazam, we're gonna get uh, the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey, we're gonna get Joker's whether that's part of their online, you know, other next movie run. But uh, yeah, I think Aquaman two is going to be just ama- just as amazing as the first one, and then moving forward, I mean, if that's the way they have to go with you know rebooting everything, younger Batman, even redoing Flash, uh, I think that's the best way to look at it instead of just trying to cl- cram everything into right. the next Justice League two movie. So, if you think about it, historically, DC or, or Warner Brothers has done well when they have been solo contained stories. If you think about yes. Superman or even Man of Steel. Uh, obviously the Nolan verse, right? I mean, maybe this is what they do well. I mean, you know, it, maybe it's good to have both. You have great solo well, movies. They've never done anything Marvel else, and... though. That's the thing, Tim. They've never done anything else. It's only been Superman and Batman. They've never done well, a Flash movie. Got, They've never done... They... I mean, this is all new, right? So yeah. they were on the coattails of Marvel. They hurried up. They put out a poor product, and now they're regrouping. Aquaman did well. Wonder Woman did well. We have Aquaman 2 on its way. Um, and then Shazam looks like it's going to be, you know, those new, uh, TV spots, like your build your own trailer with little TV spots. Those are pretty cool. Featurettes. So you, you got a lot of excitement. Um, again, like you said, Harley Quinn and the birds of prey and all that. So there's the excitement there movie. for those movies, too. I think. And if you focus, if you have too big of a cast or you have a too, too big of a scope of a movie, it doesn't work out like we saw in Justice League, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? I think that's the right path. They should have done that the first time around, right? And they, uh, you know, at Snyder tried to rush it. Whoever was the head of DC or Mar- WB was like, "We need to do what Marvel's doing." Well, they should have done solo right. films for yes. all the characters and then had them unite in the Justice League. And then exactly. there was a cyborg film. There's apparently a Flash film out there somewhere. Ezra Miller was in an interview <laughs> somewhere in Japan or China, and he was there. like saying. We're going to make a movie that's going to be the best movie ever. Okay, fine. It's been pushed back. So mm-hmm. right now we can only focus on what we have. And the facts say we have Wonder Woman 2. We have uh, Shazam. But Aquaman 2 now. Mm-hmm. Birds of Prey is being filmed. And the Joker is being filmed. Yeah. So the only ones I'm worried about out of those is the Joker one. That seems a little bit weird uh, just t- to me. I don't know. It just yeah. seems. Yeah. And uh, Birds of Prey, the Hunter's costume looks a little odd too. It, it's very, uh, nothing really close to the comic books at all whatsoever. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see if DC's really betting that Hardy Quinn has this cult following that they think she does. You know what I mean? Like, I think they. I don't she know. Is there the was main... a lot of hate from the photos that came out with her costume. Yeah. So we'll see. So, Ryan, how was your weekend? What did you do? Well, this weekend I went to the Great Lakes Comic Con convention in um, Macomb or in uh, Warren, Michigan. Here, it's our first. It's uh, February. It was 22nd and 23rd. It was, it's our first con of the season. Um, and it's a pretty decent con. I mean, there's a lot of artists there. Um, there's a ton of, like, it was Ses- Sesame Street was the, was the theme, I guess. So there was all the old school Sesame Street dudes. Get, uh, really? Um, That's uh, really like interesting. The, uh, what's his name? The, who's the b- bald uh, black guy? 
Gordon. Gordon, yeah. And, uh, oh, Telly. Gordon. And all those old school guys. They were all there. Um, you kids be like, what the hell Sesame Street? They didn't know what that was. So you had a good time? Yeah, it was Anybody a, it was a blast. Anybody yet? I, I did meet the on Instagram, Sanctum Santorum Comics. Um, oh, nice. So they were really cool people. Um, uh, Chris and Stephanie, really good people. They're in Plymouth. If you're in the Michigan area, they're in Plymouth. Um, so check them out. And Instagram is uh, at Sanctum Santorum Comics. I got a great deal from them. I bought an Eternals number one. No, oh, there uh, you go. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> God so damn it, I can't buy that one now. Check nope. out Ryan's haul video he yep. did, and he did a quick little uh, walk through it. Yeah, it was really fun. Cool. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed yeah, myself. So the boys had a blast. Got them a couple pops. Got some Dragon Ball Z pops for them, and um, they had fun. It was I think the last fun. show he was at was with me at uh, L.A. Comic Con. Uh, yeah, I think that's what you're right. Yeah. So Otto and Justin, how was the the first annual GrottoCon? Yeah, the, uh, it was pretty interesting. So for those Good. guys that literally are in a rock and not listening to us, uh, three men in a basement. Me and my brothers have uh, been trying to. We're trying to. We held a comic swap at a restaurant in Rocky Hill, Connecticut. Dakota's is a restaurant, and they hosted it for us. And I really didn't know what to expect. I had an idea of what I wanted to do, um, and with the help of my my brother Roger Levesque and Bernie 1869 and Justin and his, our boy Dave. I think it was pretty successful. We had tons of Instagrammers come up and uh, we were there for four hours. And I'll tell you, we had lots of good laughs. Guys who came up, um, Los uh, came down from Worcester. So I actually gave him what he won from me, which was really good. So we had, I'm just going to run off some guys. I apologize. apologize if I miss you. We had very Gary. We had Dennis for comics. We had, Exillusionary came up. We had the butcher come up. His boy uh, NY Picasso came up. We had my brother Power Kid Comics as an independent comic book artist. Um, Justin, who else? We had JNS Collectibles. Yeah, JNS. Yep, and we had an. Uh, we just met another guy uh, from Triple C. Triple C came C, up. Yeah, Connecticut Comics. Yeah, uh, Beantown stopped by. Yeah, very Gary. Gary. Deep. Um, For comics, you say Dennis. Yeah, Dennis yeah. came up. Geeky and, Swag um, Shop. Geeky Swag Shop showed up too. And then we had a few guys that just showed up because they're like, hey, we saw your video and uh, we only live like 45 minutes from there. And it was really cool. Roger came up with some great trivia questions. So we did a couple rounds of trivia. We gave away some door prizes and um, a lot of guys donated stuff. I'm very gracious to all the people that donated stuff to help us raise money for us to get Wirecast. We put a big debt into it, um, into the funds for that. And I'll tell you, it was so cool just to have you know a, a, an area to ourselves to chop up comics to talk about stuff a lot of people brought some big time heat um for books and uh there were deals made and deals made in the future and you know it's really cool because you know you see these guys on instagram and you know their handles and stuff but to sit down chop it up and you know talk, talk just talk to, to see how people. fat they are in person yeah That's exactly exactly you know and we had oh i'm um, sorry we were also um uh heroes and hitters is a local comic shop that i did a video on they sponsored us and they had a few people show up the owner showed up and then after that the guys hit up some uh some uh local comic shops and then then after that justin what do we do after that then we finally inbox those two giant cgc boxes that have been yeah. sitting here for a month and yeah, a half. if you guys haven't man go check out three men in a basement uh, really cool they live streamed the event there they had people come up uh very, very gary was talking for comics yeah. dennis from for comics was talking it was very cool man yeah. you know unfortunately we are all geographically displaced but it's cool when you get to get together in person and i think like two on like if you watch comic time 101 or you watch gem and collectibles i think those live shows work so well just like three men in a basement because you guys are interacting 
in person, right? I mean, right. you know, we do what we can yeah. with technology, reaching across interdimensions yeah, of the right. Spider Verse, you know, that's to right. do what we can on the Lord's channel. Uh, same with, uh, I don't know why the NY Warriors don't do that. Speaking of NY Warriors, uh, shout out to Big Easy. They got their uh, live auctions on every Tuesday night. So make sure you check out the NY Warriors live auction every Tuesday night. I don't know how they're doing it every Tuesday night. That's crazy, man. That's on a school night, a work night. Yeah. But check out Big Easy. I'm the, I, the NY Warriors are all in NYC. You don't know why they all get together and do a show like the uh, GuadoCon, right? Yeah, no, I don't know. Well, um, I know uh, Big E got sick, though. He was sick for a couple days. He was supposed to come down, right? Yeah, oh, he was supposed to come down, but. Uh, um, he was fighting something, and uh, Mark, he couldn't do it because of work-related stuff. The best part about it was when I talked to everybody, they said, hands down, they would definitely do this again. And uh, my wheels are already spinning, so I'm thinking sometime in uh, September between Terrific Con and so – you're going to fly me and Ryan out there, basically. Absolutely. You know, we'll raise money for it. Special guest artists. There you right. go. We'll, we'll raise I'm money. Adverse, you know? I'm adverse to cold weather, so <laughs> yeah, it was September, better so off to be like <laughs> – you, I saw you with a winter coat in San Francisco one time, so that was oh, probably dude, it. Was freezing as cold? I think Mark Twain is saying the coldest summer, uh, uh, coldest you know winter I ever do? spent with a summer in San Francisco. Yeah, we should do a we should do a New York Comic Con event. Right, I was I'm, supposed to go last year, so me and the big to do are gonna make a trip to NYC. We're gonna take our uh, our ladies, and they're gonna you know hang out in the town while we're killing nyc because he's got a right. he well, wants to hit up the nyc uh probably maybe next year we'll see man so, well if you guys uh, you know I, I would love if you guys came up for terrific con that's a that's the great venue because you've got the hotels you've got the casinos oh shit it, oh that's what you were talking casino, about the casino. Boy, the yeah. asian oh, blood well, gets me rolling i got a gambling problem <laughs> they got a whole asian section for you anyway hey before <laughs> the show ends make sure uh, i let the link in the live chat check out comic core is comic core's Live is right after our show, so you got back to back back shows uh, with uh, Comic Time One Hundred and One, Lords of the Lawnbox, and then check out Comic Core right after us, and we're right at the time where we have to sign off. So, uh, Justin, any last words? No, just another good show, guys. Uh, can't wait for another one. So, Otto, good stuff. No, man, thank you very much. Thank you very much for all the support. You know, uh, Lords of the Longbox is just we're killing it right now. Three Men in the Basement is doing really well. Thanks to all the support on everything. You know, comment, you guys share. We try to answer as many comments as possible to give back, to talk to you guys and communicate. And if you have any ideas, DM us on Instagram, TiVo, Dark Side Jedi, Nemesis Prime, myself. Uh, DM us, let us what you know, and we'll try to bring it out there. So any ideas you guys have are definitely welcome because, you know, Tim throws out the production notes, but there's always stuff that we can do to improve. And that's what we're trying to do is make this experience something fantastic for you guys. So thank you very much. Four lords in the basement. That's Ryan, right. any last words? Uh, just as always, thanks for joining us. I have a blast every Wednesday. Um, stay tuned next tomorrow for the uh, trailer reaction and a new issue of Chronic Back Issues drops on Friday. Marvel or DC, Ryan? I haven't decided yet. It may okay. not even be <laughs> either. I don't know. I, I wait till no, the last I, minute on these no, things. Keep right, guessing. A indie. I'm, so I keep sure myself you, guessing. That's the problem. We're going we're gonna to fuck with Ryan all day tomorrow and tell him about the Dark Phoenix trailer. So he's going to do a reaction video tomorrow on the Dark Phoenix trailer unseen. He's going to try to not watch it I won't throughout watch the it. entire day, even though it releases his time midnight tonight. But I'm going to watch it at 9 p.m. my time. So, hey, thank you, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Go check out Concord Live next. Go check out uh, and, uh, Big Easy's uh, auctions on Tuesday. Check out Comic Town 101.